Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Business Power Ups Podcast with me, Mark Cropley. Every week I'll be talking to different business owners and leaders where they'll be sharing their secrets of success, how they started and what they've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Without further ado, let's talk to this week's guest. Welcome to another Business Power Ups podcast with me, Mark Cropley. Today, I'm here with Julie West, Director of Micawber Lettings, business owner, mother of two, trying her hardest to find the perfect work-life balance. Hello, Julie. Hello. Thank you for being with, with me today. And we've had a little chat beforehand and got to know a little bit about each yeah. other. And now, hopefully, we're going to talk a bit of business, find out a bit about how you got to where you are and okay. the journey along the way and yeah. its trials and mm. tribulations. What is your current area of expertise? What is it that you're doing now in business? Um, so I'm a letting agent and, and we specialise in residential letting. So we don't, in fact, we don't really dabble in commercial lettings at all. Um, so yeah, on the residential side. So that's your business itself. What would you say your area of expertise is within that business? I mean, what is it that you really rock right now? Um, I, if I was to think about um, lettings, is really complex. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, you're it's it's a property that you're looking to let. Um, it's somebody's home. It's a really important factor, and you're dealing with people all the time. So, I would say putting lettings completely to one side. My sort of personal skills that are really important in this is I'm very diplomatic. I'm very good at being that person in the middle, piggy in the middle, which you constantly are in lettings. So I think it's my relationships with people um, that's my expertise in all of this. I guess that's quite hard in lettings that you've got uh, almost, would you say you've got two customers as such? You've got the, the, the person that's letting and the person that's, what would you call them, a lettery and a letter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suffer, so what I try and look at it like, so the landlord is our client at the end of the day, but then our tenant is our customer. And I I think that that's really important to remember because I'm sometimes I'm not sure that all agents, I'm allowed to say that, yeah, you, know, but, you know, make make that point of, of realising it, it, you know, it, the landlord is very important. Um, but, you know, if you, you're never going to have a smooth let if you're not keeping both parties happy. And I suppose that's like with any sort of conflict resolution is if you upset one party, they're not going to want to come and talk about issues that may arise. And I suppose mm. it's, does that make the, make you the, the middle person that has to get that balancing act right? Not to mm. upset the, the person that's letting, but yeah. also to protect the interests of the landlord as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a really hard thing to do. And I think that my background that you know I've sort of come into this relatively late um, in terms of you know I, I, I think we registered the company in 2012 um, but we didn't move into our shop our shop front and really get going until 2014 but we came into it quite late and I think my journey and all the things that I've done in my past make me quite a different person to come into this sort of business compared to perhaps your your typical agent who has maybe at the age of 16 gone in and yes they've got tons of experience but their experience is all based on um, the experience of other agents and how they operate. 
Do you think that's quite important for you as as a mm. business owner? That um, I mean, I, I can imagine. Would you say that? if you started the business 10 years ago, you wouldn't have had the life experiences to make the business as successful as it is now? Do you think it's the the life skills that have made you better rather than, like you said, learning from other people and bringing your own touch to the business? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. I mean, I I left school at 16 um, and I had, I got two uh, C's for English and a B for PE and that's that that's that's all I got you know I got an E in maths um, but I think it's kind of you know I, I went away and I happened to go abroad but then I had lots of life experiences and I was working doing different jobs I worked in hotels and all of that is kind of allowing you to kind of still earn some money along the way but kind of build on or let you discover who you are and then um, you know you come out the other side of that <clears throat> you know what you want to do <clears throat> excuse me and I think that taking that you know at that point then thinking right I'm going to set up a business I don't know I just think that's really important to have all of that behind you in, and to help make that succeed I think unless you've got like a game changer business idea that's going to change the world and when yeah. you're young you know I think it's most important to go out there and get those experiences and not to yeah. worry about it straight away whatever trade you're going into hairdressing mm. electrician plumber yeah. anything like that go out there and learn the craft first yeah. because then you can bring a bit of yourself and your experience into that business yeah, say I wouldn't discourage anyone from leaving school and starting a business because no. there's plenty of successful mm-hmm. people that have done that yeah. and it's just that schooling education isn't for them but in general, most of us mm. need to go out there and learn a bit first and, and learn our not only our craft, but bring those life experiences to our business to help mm-hmm. that flourish and be different from everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take me back before you started this business. Yeah. Um, what, what training did you have and what, what, did you, what did you do and how did you see your future? Maybe 10 years ago. So, I mean, for me, it's probably... Because I, I feel like I kind of did everything backwards. So okay. It, it's, um, I don't think I'm your typical person. In That's the great. Sense. We don't like typical people. <laughs> in the sense that, because 10, so 10 years ago, I was, you know, I, I was having children. So yeah. it's a kind of, um, I think really. I mean, it doesn't have to be 10, we can go back five yeah. or before that. It was just that sort of, what What were you, what were your, how did you see your future at, say, 25 maybe, you know, going back a bit further? Um, for me, so again, like going back to, you know, there are some people that, that leave school, they'll work, you know, a few years in a trade, they're, they're, they've got those natural entrepreneurial skills. And it's a funny one, because I think there must be something entrepreneurial about me of course but it, it's not I think it's uh, and, and maybe therefore that can be in anybody yes because I'm not your typical entrepreneur if you like um, you know and I, I keep thinking I'm thinking of a, a local person that I know I remember him at school um, because I was teaching that makes so <laughs> I should probably go but let me go back a bit yeah, yeah go back bit yeah, confusing. yeah so um, so obviously I you know I didn't know what I wanted to do for many many years um, and everything I did, I just fell into it. You know, I only went abroad because a friend of mine happened to have some cousins that lived in Switzerland. Off we went. And, and my only agenda was to have fun. Yeah. Um, but then when I came back five years later, 
that's when I thought, all right, I didn't really get many GCSEs. Perhaps I ought to educate myself a little bit. And I went back to education. I went back to university. And I, you know, and then I actually carried on um, to train as a teacher. So, okay. So I then um, worked at a local high school as a teacher, which again wow, seemed okay. mad in itself because, you know, I'd left with no GCSEs. And then you're back teaching. Yeah. And... Um, you know and even then when I was teaching I wasn't really sure that's what I wanted to do right so I think the reason why I got into lettings was just because of circumstance so you never know what's going to come along and obviously we spoke earlier about the 2008 crash yeah. property crash uh, my husband was in property uh, he had a few buy to lets and the reason why we set the letting agency up was because he was struggling to manage those properties. Yeah. Um, he looked after a few for friends as well. He was struggling to look after those because he'd had to go and get a day job again. And I was off on maternity leave. And I just, we had this idea, or he had the idea of setting up a letting agency. And I literally just taught myself everything I needed to know. So there are some courses that you can go off on. So I went off and, and did them. Um, I bought a manual on how to set up a letting agency. <laughs> um, and and actually, you know, with all my life experience behind me, suddenly I had a focus and this felt really exciting, setting up a business. And then it just sort of took off from there, really. I mean, I think that's the true spirit of entrepreneurship. It's sort mm. of seeing something and thinking, hang on, either A, I can do this better or, or B, I can bring something different mm. to this yeah. that, that no one else is doing. And sometimes it's just filling a need that's there. You know, you said you had a need and you yeah. wanted to fill it and you did yeah. it. And and that's what sort of brought McCorber Lettings to where it is today. And, you know, yeah, we were chatting definitely. before. It's just starting to become profitable. It's just starting to earn that income mm. for you. And it, and it does take time. You know, you've yeah. got to be, when you're setting up a business, unless you've got that game-changing idea you know yeah. and you look at the Zuckerbergs and the mm. um, Steve Jobs of this well yeah. that, that I mean Apple sort of started turning over a million in their first year mm. but that's the that's the rarity isn't it yeah you've got to be in it for the long haul and if you expect to make millions in, in year one then yeah. say so unless you've got that idea yeah I think you've got to sort of take the time and realize it's it's a long game isn't it mm. so was there a specific event that you know you said obviously you did it as a need but was there a specific event or a day when you sat down and went right this is what we're doing we're going to start a letting agency or or did it just become over time um i mean i can't sort of i can't really remember the day as it were but it was it was a bit like that it was as i say my husband was struggling to you know manage his properties and and let his properties you imagine you're working full time um and I just sort of started looking into it really so you know literally from home the kids were really little you know I was just searching for that information whatever I needed you know whether that was reading books you know that's when I read the e-myth that's when you know and, yeah and, that's a great book the e-myth is a great hmm. book isn't it to sort of you know get your I wish I read that 10 years ago yeah well that was that that's what was really nice it was like I we were in no rush to set it up and that's why it took me nearly two years to set it up and kind of put all these systems in place um, in order to be able to do it. So, you know, along the way, I read books like that. And I remember sitting on a train reading that book, literally feeling so excited. I could, it, <laughs> and it felt so relevant. And, I, and, it, and it just, 
those sort of sort of things just spurred me on. I think the, one of the great lessons mm. for, from that book is is not to create a business that's going to end up being your prison, isn't it? Mm. Is to yeah. and and we were talking beforehand about you know especially with me when I my my mechanical background I was always selling time for money yeah. and and when I take a week off my income stopped yeah. and when we've started white box the idea was that I could have a business which I could leave and still earn money yeah and, I, and I'm guessing you know that's probably the hope for, for anyone that wants to start a business is, is getting to that level where you've got yeah. staff working for you you can take time off come back yeah. one you've still got a business and two you've still earned some money while you're away yeah I, th- I think what's one of the really good things about what I do now is I do work a lot of hours, but if I want to stop this morning and do this, yes. <laughs> I can. And you know, and um, you know, and if I need to to go and run a few errands or pick up one of my children early from school because they're not well, and you've got total flexibility because I've just got that one other person back at the base. I'm always contactable. It doesn't matter if I nip off and, and, and do things I think that's one thing mm. from getting your business right and mm. going from having a job mm. is you know there's so many people that oh I can't pick my kid up he's ill I can't do this I can't mm. do that and I think that's something I love about the flexibility of being self-employed or running your own business mm. um, but it's important not to build that cage where sometimes you're just being ruled by your customers mm. and you're running from pillars yeah. and I've done it you know I've been running around for no money trying to please people mm. And that's where this sort of 80-20 rule comes in where you can spend 80% of your time working for 20% of your customers. Definitely. And I ended up binning off those 20% yeah. in order to create a bit more freedom for myself. And, and actually what happened as a result of it, I started earning more money. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not focusing on that, that wrong part of the business. And I, yeah. I think there's those sections within any business where mm. you can sort of get, for want of a better word, more efficiencies mm. out of it and not be yeah. running around like a headless chicken. Yeah. yeah. Um. What recent changes in technology, if any, have you seen that will be a game changer for small business? Now, we know in the media there's been a lot of things like, I don't know, I don't suppose the lettings as such, but purple bricks and stuff like that. Do you see yeah. anything that's maybe a, a threat or something that's going to help your business in the future? Um, I mean, in terms of online agents, um, you know, there's definitely a market for that, but I don't think that's ever going to replace your high street agent because I think well for the exact reasons as we were talking today we we picked up a new landlord yesterday they've been with a company that got bought up by another company Um, everything's becoming very corporate very centralized and they and you know and as a couple of local people that live in this town they don't they don't like that kind of service so that's why they would rather come to a local agent that's on the high street so you know and that doesn't even i don't think that even needs to be a hot, uh, a shop front you know you could run a letting agency from some very nice closed offices and as long as people can come and see where you are then they would be happy or even that. meet them in coffee shops and and stuff i guess yeah. it's a it's a case of I, I think that's the thing and in this day and age where everything's online mm. and you know what i use amazon a lot um i love it because i can go oh i need a an order yeah. and it's there the next day I don't like wasting my time going into town and shopping and stuff. I mean, no. I know that some people find that as a hobby. That's great. But people always want to buy from people, don't they? Yeah. And I, I guess especially with lettings, more, I suppose, for selling a house. Yeah. 
maybe it doesn't matter so much I don't know but I suppose for lettings yeah. it's, it's more continual isn't it a, a, a house sale sort of I would say relatively and yeah. I know some people disagree is over an instant isn't it yeah. whereas a letting can go on for 10 years yeah. or more and, and also I think for a landlord that property is a very valuable investment so it, they want to know that it's in the hands of somebody that's going to care and look after their property as much as they you know as they will so it's about building that trust isn't it and and making sure that they've got someone that's got their back and they can get on and do the things they're good at yeah while you do the things you're good at yeah and protect their investment Mm. what's been one of your worst Mm. moments in business so far and and how did it change you in terms of as an example what would you sort of yeah i mean not necessarily just just something i mean we, we spoke beforehand didn't we about you know the 2008 crash and how that not yeah. necessarily affected Macorba, but how that affected you as a person as a family yeah um but then you know it's a case of seeing how how something that seems really bad and people might be facing this now they might be up something really bad in their business and thinking mm. i'm never going to get past this mm. when was a time when you were at that stage thinking god everything's going wrong here and then you got past it and then thought, hang on a minute, you know, I, I've done this, I've got yeah. past this point, and now things are looking better. Mm. I mean, I think that happens all the time. Sure. I think when you're running a business, there will often be moments where, um, you know, where you're sort of thinking, just not sure I can just keep going with this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then somehow you sort of get get over it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I personally find it quite difficult sometimes that it, it's just me, you know, sure. the buck stops with me, you know, I haven't got a, a business partner or a, you know, so that can sometimes be quite difficult. Do you have a sort of favourite failure, for want of a better word, something, anything that specifically happened and at the time it was, it seemed devastating, but actually what it's done is, is changed the business or changed yourself or, or some kind of course that you were sailing on? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I mean, the thing with, lettings is mo- a lot of the time it's it's problems right, okay. <laughs> so you know there's always you know something that's happened you know a, t- a tenant that's gone and got a puppy without permission and now yeah. it's done sort of you know irreparable damage and there's always there's always stuff going on so I guess you know all the time you're learning from those sort of things and those different situations and how to handle them better the next time or or, or has, whatever but nothing yeah I don't think there's been anything that sort of has there been something in the past you know you say say dealing with some conflict like that where yeah. you haven't had uh, a policy or something in place that's, that's not been tight enough and, and it sort of led to the conflict not being resolved or not being resolved in the way that you wanted it to um, I mean I, I can give examples for us where mm. we've not followed up customers afterwards mm. properly and not ask them actually are you happy with the install we've done and mm. is there anything we can do and normally when you ask that question we get we, we find out you know there might be an issue with our service and then we've mm. made those changes mm. um, has there been anything specific where you think yeah something happened <laughs> and then I had to make a change in the business even if it was a policy change or something that's written again I'm I'm, I'm struggling today that's fine to don't kind of worry think of like, it, I, mean, I mean there there's... might not be yeah, I, I, I mean, just there's... There's, there are there are just little things all the time. So you think we... they're just a sort of series of smaller events rather than a big catastrophic event? Um, yeah, because it, it could be it could be anything to do with um, I don't know. For example, when plumbers carry out gas safety checks on properties, um, you know, 
and, and these are not really to do with running the business. Sure. Yeah. But it, it's you know you you've got you have your gas safety certificate done. You expect the plumber to go to the property, check for gas appliances. They come back and then four months later you happen to be looking at the gas safety certificate and you think well why didn't they test the gas fire and they've missed it off. Right. Um, so you're relying on a contractor to fulfil their obligations, but ultimately yeah. the buck stops back with you always. because you've organised that. Yeah, always. <laughs> so it's there. So then it's kind of like, so so now we've we've you know whenever we organise a gas safety certificate, we go back to the file, we check the gas safety certificate, we check the appliances, you know, we look at the history, make sure that we haven't missed anything, and then we let the plumber know, or the plumber firm as well, that we believe that this 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 you know, and it's just. I think with lettings all the time it's like you're just constantly putting checks in place like more checks double check it's almost like <laughs> anticipating every single thing that could potentially go wrong so you've got it's to anticipate quite... a failure before it happens because yeah. the last thing you want to be left with is is a family being killed through carbon monoxide poisoning yeah yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that... <laughs> obviously that's never happened no. you know but you but, know but it's, it's, that's it's... worst case scenario isn't yeah. it I guess yeah um what what advice would you give someone that's looking to start their business today? There's someone here today, they're listening to this and they're thinking, I'm ready to start my business. Is there one specific bit of advice you'd like to give them? Again, it depends on you, but I'm somebody that will just talk, talk, talk to as many people as I can to kind of, and, you know, look around for any local networking groups and as a as a female, the, the Mumpreneurs networking group is was a really good way of um, you know sort of informal networking but it's it's you know regular it's weekly um, and it's just really good to just share your ideas with people and get feedback and and I would just say talk to as many people as you can and as many other sort of business owners and that is all happening obviously on a net from a networking point of view and even if your your idea you know hasn't even sort of spawned yet it doesn't matter you can still go along and present yourself and you can you can still say that I'm I'm about to set up this business you'll already know what it's all about you may have already had lots of experience in it so it's something that you can talk about um and and that's what I would say do I think that's a fantastic bit of advice you know get out there the the people some some people that haven't been to any networking group whether formal or informal would see it as I've got to go there and sell my business but mm. it's not about that it's actually a support network as well mm. you've got people that have been in business that have experienced stuff and you'll meet accountants mm. solicitors all those people yeah. you need to set up your business and it's more than just getting sales out of it ultimately we want to grow our business through networking but there is a massive support network for it as well because you're suddenly in a room full of maybe 40 50 people that have mm. all had shared experiences that yeah. you can learn from yeah so yeah really good advice like that yeah. and that's the the building relationships with people even if those people aren't necessarily going to come in direct contact with your business it's that whole well, what's what's networking about well eventually it's about people you know um, referring you to other people so. and it goes full circle back to people mm. buy from people at the end mm. of the day Yeah, brilliant That's that's been a really good uh, interview there Julie we won't keep you too much longer okay. but I just want to go to some quick fire questions yeah. could you recommend one book um, so one book that I've read lately is um, How to Break Up With Your Phone right okay it sounds drastic but I would say that I'm one of the many people that are probably addicted to their phones um, and it's such a good easy read it's a funny book it's not even like 
the proper size of right, the book. Okay. Um, lots of short, sharp chapters, and it's also very interesting just how how apps work, how Instagram is there to draw you in, um, and uh, it, it's really good. And, and I've just made a few little tweaks to my iPhone, and I've you know on my on my home screen, I've only got my tools. I've got no all okay. my um, emails and messaging are on the next page within a folder. And um, it's all about creating speed bumps. It's not saying don't ever look at Facebook, but it's sure. saying delete the app because you can still go into Safari and check Facebook if you really want to. Right. But just make it a little bit more difficult for yourself. And has that worked for you? It's, it's helped you with the Def- addiction to the phone? Definitely. And um, and I don't charge it in the bedroom anymore. Wow, okay. That's interesting. I, I mean, I... I I don't think I'm so bad. I, I find yeah. myself worse when I'm tired. Yeah. I think you get that sort of... Um, yeah. But I actually turned all the notifications <laughs> off on my phone. Facebook, yeah. emails. So I have yeah. to go and fetch. Yeah, um, same here. I haven't taken them all from home screen. I might read that book myself and just see if there's yeah. better stuff I could do. Because you do get drawn into it. Uh, what was the last film you watched? I'm so rubbish with films. <laughs> I'm remembering anything that I've... I haven't read a film lately, but I was recommended a series. Okay, that. yeah, go for um, it. Which yeah. is in French. Wow, okay. Um, but it's um, it's called La Mante, um, The Mantis, and it's um, on Netflix, so it's okay. free. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's crime. If you're into your silent witness and you're Is it subtitled? It is subtitled. Okay. Um, and that was very good. Wonderful. Uh, give me one of your greatest strengths. Patience, probably. Patience. <laughs> I think you have to. Patience <laughs> and diplomacy. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, greatest weakness. I... Apart from addiction to phones. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a warrior. But I'm trying right. not to be a warrior. But then maybe that's the nature of what I do. Like we're saying, having to second guess every every yeah. you know every potential. So thing that could that also wrong. come round to a strength as well. I mean, I suppose it's a weakness for you because you don't want to be worried all the time. But actually, you can turn it into a strength yeah. for the business. I, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and finally, Julie, how can we get in contact with you and your business? Well, we have a website, yep. so um, macawberlettings.co.uk, and obviously all our contact details are on there. Macawber, um, no reason why everybody should know, but so Macawber is from, it's Mr. Macawber yep. from um, David Copperfield, Charles Dickens, we like the name. Wonderful. Um, and Mr. Macawber says that something will always turn up, something will turn up, so that's, that's what we base ourselves on. Um, and... Mr. Micawber is Wilkins Micawber, so on Twitter, if you look up Wilkins Micawber, right. we're there. So Wilkins Micawber is your Twitter handle, is it? Yes. Right, okay, wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Julie. That's it was right. a fantastic interview and uh, lots of interesting information. And uh, yeah, thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Hey guys, it's Mark again. Thanks for listening to this week's Business Power Ups podcast. You can contact me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Rockley. Or if you have any questions, please email me mark at whiteboxuk.co.uk. You can find more about my business at www.whiteboxuk.co.uk. I'd really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra nice, please leave a rating and a review. I'll be back next week with another exciting guest.